What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue Two Movies, where I talk about anything I want: barbecue, movies, politics, politics, maybe some politics. Maybe I'll talk about some politics today. Today is May thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. It is currently two forty-nine a.m. in the morning. And in case Mister Joe, you're listening, it's a Thursday, not a Friday. Oh yeah, by the way, it's not January, Joe, it's May. <laughs> and it's not 1977, it's uh, the year 2021. And guess what, Joe, you're president. <laughs> All right. By the way, I got this music playing because today's topic is Dr. Slouchy. Oh, I mean Dr. Fauci. And this is the ongoing theme music that's always playing in his head while he's talking to you. It keeps on playing and playing and playing. Never stops. Yeah, never, ever, ever stops. But it's about to stop. Okay, that's good timing right there, isn't it, everyone? It just happened to stop, and I, just, I saw it going to the end. I said, oh, I'm going to think of something to make this sound really, really clean. Okay, everyone, I hope your day is going good. And I think if you're listening to this, your day is just about to get going, even though my day is probably just like about to get to an end. Yeah, I was fixing up those photos. I'm still working on those photos from my couple who are Trump supporters. Um, those touch-ups are taking a little bit longer than I you really used to, I think. Um, but I really want to do a, a very, very good job on them. There's a lot of tourists that were there on the the beach that day. Not a lot, maybe maybe a lot of tourists. I think more locals than anything, to be honest. And uh, I'm wiping them out with a stroke of a pen. Well, just with a, I guess more with a swipe of a mouse. Why don't we just say that? I am cloning them out of the background. I'm taking some nice clean sand, putting them over there and uh, making the beach look really nice and clean for my couple who are really diehard Trump fans. So I want to do my best for them. Anyway, so today's topic is all about Dr. Fauci. Yes, Dr. Fauci, who keeps telling us, you better be careful, right? That's all he keeps saying. And you know what? Um, the I guess the tone for my podcast after I get back from commercial will be a lot more serious. But before I get into that, I have something to get off my chest right now. Let's talk about my, about my barbecue that I think if you listen to, listen to my previous podcast, you know, the topic of that was basically, you know, I screwed up. I majorly screwed up on this barbecue. I added stevia instead of brown sugar, instead of white sugar. You're not supposed to add white sugar. Put that brown sugar to your mix so it won't crust up. But I added freaking stevia, you know. So how did it turn out? How did I save it? Well, guess what, people? I did end up saving it. Um, it didn't taste that bad. In fact, I ate some even today. I had some leftover poo pork, um, and it tasted pretty good. It taste it didn't taste detrimental. It tasted like uh, a little better than you get in the restaurants. Why don't we just say that? It didn't taste very very. Uh, it, it didn't it didn't, didn't taste as smoky as I'm used to because when I when I um, bring out something off of that grill off of that smoker, um, it is just pumped full of good smoke flavor on the first bite, and um, it just didn't have that this time. So that's really unfortunate, but I think the stevia did actually cancel out all of that good smoke flavor, um, or most of it. I would say maybe about 80% of it, but still 20% is better than nothing, right? It's really better than nothing. So what did I do to fix it? 
Real simple, I just treated it as though it was Kahlua pig. And how we season Kahlua pig, um, which is basically Hawaiian pulled pork, which is created in an emu, or you can steam it, or you can actually cook it underground. And what they do is they shred it, and then after they shred it, they create a salt brine on the side, which consists of water, oil, and then some salt, Hawaiian salt. And then they'll add a little bit of liquid smoke in there. So I did everything except adding in the liquid smoke. And I just you know, took a little, took a little, uh, I guess, teaspoon by teaspoon and make, to make sure I didn't oversalt it. It's very easy to oversalt it, by the way. So you have to be very careful when you do this. And um, I just kept putting enough salt until I just made sure that ste that stevia flavor was in the background because it really did not taste good. And uh, I let it, you know, the, on the day of, on Mother's Day, it tasted okay. Um, but since then, you know, it's been, th it's Thursday, right? But yesterday, it tasted pretty good. So I've been, you know, my whole family's been kind of chomping away at it um, day, in, day in and day out. And it's, uh, it's, been, it's been getting a little bit smokier, a little bit saltier, like how, how smoked meat usually does as it ages. And um, it's, Turning out pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty darn good. Um, but I am finding out that the stevia is breaking down the pork faster than normal. So that's something new, right? Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. I think I have maybe a, a couple more days until this pork actually goes bad. Hopefully we can finish it up, finish up the rest of it. Um, there wasn't many people who showed up to, um, the Mother's Day party. I think that's partly because of COVID. Um, you know, my, um, not everyone, in my family is 100% confident in traveling to see everyone still yet, but that's their own personal opinion. Um, you know, for us, we're all vaccinated. I'm not 100% vaccinated yet, but I do have my first shot of Pfizer, which gives me an 89 to 90% inoculation rate, which is way more than the Johnson & Johnson. I am scheduled to take, to take my second shot on the, I believe the 17th, which is very, very close from now. It's four days. And we will see how good... I actually respond to it, you know, um, or not, or if my body over, over responds to it. Uh, I did take some vitamin A to make sure that my immune system won't have, won't, I think, go crazy with it. You know, it's really funny though. We talk about the Pfizer. I'm going to go off and talk about this Pfizer thing. I have friends whose side effects have been really bad. I had one friend over there in New Jersey and he got the chills and he got shakes. His body, his body was convulsing. My next door neighbor, um, she took her first shot and then she had a, a little ball of, um, uh, I guess her lymph node underneath, underneath her armpit started to swell. How, how do you like that? I have another friend who actually was, you know, got some really bad adverse effect and was throwing up constantly, um, just praying at the, on the white throne, throwing up in there, um, I guess, from the from the, from the reaction to the COVID, my parents had no basically. My father had no uh, immune response whatsoever. My mom, her arm just hurt a little, and that's basically it. So who knows? I mean, it looks as though everyone's immune system kind of responds differently. I really think when you're younger, you will have a stronger immune response. I think your immune system will kind of overreact. I have a feeling if you had COVID before, your immune system will overreact. So my friend over there in New Jersey, um, he more than likely had COVID. I mean, he was talking to me before. He said, man, he, he came down with a really, really strong sickness before where he was just tired. Uh, it lasted for about a week. Um, and, and, uh, and then he finally got over it, over it. That sounds kind of like COVID, right? And again, they were saying that the flu was basically non-existent during this time. So was it COVID? Was it not? I actually think 
I got COVID um, before it even hit America, I think. Um, I think it was circulating in California. My parents and I, we all got sick when we were over in, um, uh, I guess, vacationing in California. We gave it to my uncle who we were staying with, and we gave it to his his um, his son and his baby. Um, we gave it to everyone there. Everyone who we came into contact with, we basically gave it to them. And then we got it from someone who we, who we came into contact with for a very short amount of time. So maybe we got COVID beforehand. I don't know. I really don't know. I have never gotten tested for the antibodies, so I just really don't know. But who the hell cares, right? You know, we'll find out. I'll let you know how I do on my second shot. Hopefully, I'm praying that there won't be a really strong immune response. Uh, but who knows? And by the way, if you don't have a strong immune response or you have one or not, it doesn't matter. Your antibodies created from this mRNA vaccine, it doesn't really matter. You're still going to get uh, the antibodies, most likely. You have, I think you have like a 98% chance of creating the antibodies. And you have a 0.0001% chance of actually dying if you actually get the COVID vaccine. So apparently the Pfizer Moderna vaccine is very, very good. The Johnson & Johnson you know, more things are coming out on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which which kind of makes me raise my hand about that because there, I think there are, there are 20 cases actually linked to um, the Johnson & Johnson to the death. Uh, they're still not sure if uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine did cause those deaths, but I think there are some, I think six or seven cases linked to blood, um, to blood clots as well. Uh, so is it causing blood clots or does this just happen to be uh, a statistical thing happening? Do these people just get, or would they have gotten blood clots anyway? Uh, we just don't know. I think they have, they should do uh, in-depth investigation. What do you think? I think they, I think they should, because again, you know, science is not about at the end, it's not about statistics. It's about cause and effect. So we have to see is that, you know, if these people did get sick, why did they get sick? What makes them unique to others? I think that's what we, what we really have to get to the bottom of it. I do hope that Dr. Fauci just doesn't, you know, I guess brush it aside. So this podcast, by the way, is all about Dr. Fauci. All right. Um, I want to answer the question, who in the world is Dr. Fauci? All right. Who in the world is who in the world? Who in the galaxy is Dr. Fauci? Why don't we just say that? Who in the galaxy is Dr. Fauci? I don't think there's anyone like him in the entire galaxy. He is maybe one of the most powerful men in the world right now because whatever he says is echoed throughout all the airwaves, social media, and basically taken as a biblical reference, a biblical reference in how to live your life. You know to mask up, to social distance, to not see your parents, to not see your, you know, your loved ones if they're in the hospital, to not even attend funerals. This man sets your lifestyle and it doesn't just, he, he just doesn't speak on behalf of, or I mean, for the American people. People in other countries listen to this jerk. And when I say jerk, he is a jerk and you understand why. And in fact, I think if you are, if you follow the news right now, you'll probably understand why, you know, we think he's a jerk. When I say we, I mean we conservatives. The other side of the party, well, the, the Democrats, they still celebrate this guy. Uh, they still, hmm. I think there's Jesus, and I think they hold Dr. Fauci 
on a higher plane than Jesus. I really think they do. They have more faith in Dr. Fauci. The left has more faith in Dr. Fauci than Jesus. And I think that's a problem. I really, really do. So, who is Dr. Fauci? Well, I'm going to analyze him from my point of view as a screenwriter. All right, I'm going to break down his character. I'm going to break down his motivations. I want to get into the psychology part of him. Not, well, not the psychology part. I hate using that word. His behavior, his personality type. Right now, you may disagree with my assessment here, but why don't you give me a shot? So I'm going to cut to commercial, plug my company, plug Anchor, of course, pay the bills, like what they say, and uh, I'll be back in about a couple minutes. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I hope you're back from that commercial break. It wasn't too bad, right? Yeah, I got more of that fun music playing because Dr. Fauci, please, don't take him serious. Don't take him serious for one second, all right? You know, this guy, he's all caught up in his brain, and he'll say anything to get on the media. He's all about image. All right, but I think I got my I got a little ahead of myself there. Okay, so, you know, before I really dive into his personality type, let's get into the news right now of what Dr. Fauci has actually done. Let's get everyone else who has basically been busy living their life, trying to make a buck in this Joe Biden world. Now, isn't it interesting, like in 100 days, a little over 100 days, Joe Biden has basically taken... America turned it upside down and basically flushed it down the toilet. Everything that Trump did, everything that, that made America great. And again, we're not talking talk about make America great again. Everything that's made, that America was great, built upon, he's basically flipped it upon its side, flushed it down the toilet, and then spat on it. All right? You know, your Second Amendment rights, he wants to take those basically away. Your rights to buy ammo, your rights to own an AR-15, your rights to own even a handgun, he will want to take all those away. He has taken away your freedom of speech via YouTube, Facebook. You know, try, to, try to post something. You know, try to post something, what I talk about, things that are negative to Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, on Facebook, you'll end up getting banned. Why don't you tell everyone on Facebook that maybe you shouldn't wear masks, you'll end up getting banned, right? Call any, anyone else a simple name and, and, and you'll end up getting banned. We're not even talking about a, a racial epitaph. You just have to make fun of them, you'll end up getting banned. You can't call anyone names. You know, again, Joe Biden is working with Facebook, social media, Twitter to censor, to, to use their these soapbox platforms that are America's, the world's um, tool 
to actually express their freedom of speech. He is using those to actually censor your freedom of speech. And so basically, he he can still keep the Constitution there and say, hey, we didn't take away your freedom of speech, but we let Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and every other type of social media platform take it away. And if there is a platform such as Parler that says, hey, here you go. Here's your freedom of speech. Even if you we disagree with your, your freedom of speech, we're going to not even supply you with the servers to actually host your freedom of speech. So again, freedom of speech will be dead. And that's kind of why, like I told you before, why I've been podcasting, because I can't speak like this on Facebook anymore. I can't. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I got the vaccine, right? But I can't be critical of the vaccine. I can't say, hey, maybe I, I don't think everyone should get the vaccine because I don't think people who shouldn't, people who are healthy, people who have been infected before with COVID and have recovered and have antibodies, took a blood test and said, hey, we have antibodies. They don't need the vaccine. In fact, their body probably created antibodies that are better than the antibodies that we have in our have in ourselves artificially. Their antibodies are better than what this mRNA crap that we got in us. All right? So if they got the luck of actually getting it and the luck of actually recovering from it, then God bless them. Why should they be forced to get a vaccine? Isn't that a good question? Why are they going to be forced to get a medicine which they don't need? Why are kids getting forced to take a medicine which they don't need? They don't even get killed by the COVID vaccine, I mean, by COVID-19. They don't even know they have COVID-19 for the most part. Most of them, it'll pass right through them. They won't even know. They may give it to their peers asymptomatically, but the chance of them giving it to their parents or anyone else older than them, very, 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 very small. And that, people, is following the science. And if you preach that on Facebook, they don't want to, they will basically ban you. Now, let's not forget, because the CDC and Anthony Fauci's NIH, they work hand in hand, and both have become very, very political. All right? Very, very, very political. Now, the question is why? Why are they so political? Why are they pushing their own agenda of science? Again, when I say agenda of science, it's not real science. There is an agenda. They don't want to use other types of medications, other types of treatments on their synthetic antibodies or anything like that, which are very, very helpful to treating COVID, right? In fact, more helpful. Synthetic antibodies, by the way, are more helpful to treating COVID than these, than these shots that we're taking right now because if you get sick tomorrow or this hour or this second, if you go to the doctor's office and they inject you with these synthetic antibodies, your body automatically has the right antibodies to attack the COVID-19 virus directly. Directly. All the spike proteins will make that COVID-19 virus smooth as a baby's butt and it'll get out of your system within a couple of days and you'll be fine. You won't need the COVID vaccine if they have effective treatments. That's how they treat HIV these days or full-on blown AIDS. There's effective treatments um, with it now. People are not dying of AIDS or HIV these days. Charlie Sheen, he's taking very effective uh, AIDS treatments. And look at him. He can have sex with someone and he won't, they will not be even be able to detect whether or not he actually has AIDS in an AIDS test. And his partner, he cannot give his partner AIDS, 
even if he has unprotected sex with that person. How do you like that? That's a treatment that he's undergone. Now, I think that's really good. That's even better than a vaccine, right? So, and anyway, and um, Fauci, who was, I think, he was on the forefront of the HIV uh, battle, kept pushing vaccines over and over and over again and did not address the treatments out there. And that was his downfall. He actually bungled up the whole AIDS epidemic. So what did Fauci do just recently? Well, actually, no, not just recently. We're talking maybe uh, before Donald Trump became president. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Do you remember back when COVID first hit? We were told this lie by the WHO or whoever it was in the media that they said that COVID originated from a wet market over in China in Wuhan. Because the people there in China, in Wuhan, I guess even Wuhan, were eating bats and this other type of weird-looking animal, and COVID had apparently started from that wet market. Well, the truth comes out that it never originated from that wet market at all. In fact, people, the two people who originally got infected with the COVID-19 virus were actually lab workers who worked in a medical lab that, that was working on a coronavirus that was associated with bats that, would, that was modified to actually infect humans. Yes, a modified bat coronavirus that was made to create to what they call a gain of function, to create a gain of function that was created in this Wuhan lab. They were working on it. They got infected. And that's what spread basically COVID out to the rest of the entire world. It all came from that Wuhan lab. More than likely, all the evidence right now, the circumstantial evidence right now, points toward that Wuhan lab. Now, <laughs> we would know specifically if they were actually working on that this SARS-CoV-2 virus, which we call it now, in the Wuhan lab, if the Wuhan lab would just let us investigate all of their files, all, all of their scientific viruses out there that they're actually investigating, but they're... But they're not, all right? So what happened here? Well, get this. Anthony Fauci, who believed in gain-of-function research, by the way, which is, again, this is what it's called. And what is gain-of-function research? Well, basically, you take a virus that is not, you know, dangerous to human beings at all, and say, for example, it's found in a bat, which, right, which, which, what they did, and they modify it, and they, they speed up the evolution process to this virus to basically make, to evolve it quickly so it becomes very contagious to humans and very lethal to humans. Why would they do that for? Well, basically, their theory is that if we can figure out what makes it dangerous to humans in a lab, then maybe we can stop it before it actually gets, you know, before something like this happens naturally in through evolution. Now, the truth about this is that it, that this bat coronavirus, if they had not done anything to it, it would have taken thousands or ten thousands of th- tens of thousands of years to actually evolve to, to infect humans. But they didn't do that. They sped up the process. The question is why? Because Anthony Fauci was just living in his own head, living in his own fictional land. You know, I'm not sure why. We we don't know why. And there are a lot of scientists out there who want to do this type of crazy Frankenstein, just, 
you know, bad, like, it's almost like a movie. Like, I'm not sure what the right type of word is. It's just, they want to operate like mad scientists. You know, there are certain things that you shouldn't do. It's it's almost as though, like, you're watching a Terminator 2 movie, right? Terminator 2, where you, the rise of the machines, where you say, hey, don't work on machines. Don't give them a brain. Don't make them that smart. You know, something can happen if you make them this smart. And this is what Anthony Fauci did. He was basically making this virus a lot smarter than it should be. Now, of course, at that time and right now, gain-of-function research is actually banned in the United States and throughout the world, but not in China. So what did Anthony Fauci do? Well, he actually took this... what, What he did is he took money from the NIH, funded... Another company, another company here, and that company was basically a shell company in a way, a shell, and they funded the Wuhan lab indirectly, all right? So that's how they did it, in indirect funding. He did it that way to get around, to get around all of the walls, to hop over the walls, to do this. So in the end... Dr. Fauci and this other company called, I believe it's called Echo Labs, they are responsible for the coronavirus. Now, that's what we're assuming right now with all of the circumstantial evidence that is in front of my face on all my three screens on the computers right now, all right? That's what I have in front of my face right now. This is all circumstantial evidence, but it's laid out in such a unique timeline. It's... It's scary. This is something that is almost right out of the movies. It's right out of Terminator, in fact, right? And I, and I wish if we had a time machine, we could go back to the, uh, in time and tell Fauci, don't do this. Don't do this. You know, you're going to bring upon the, the worst fears that you're at. You, the fears that you're actually thinking about are actually going to manifest. And it's all going to be because of you. Right? You're not preventing a disease from happening. You're starting it. And I think that's what happened. I don't think Anthony Fauci is an evil antagonist, but he tried to do something good, and it ended up screwing up the world. So is China at fault for this? Yes, because, again, they worked on it. But that's what their lab did. Their, but their lab was influenced by the NIH and Dr. Fauci to create, to evolve a bat coronavirus to make it infectious towards humans. That's what he did. So, who is Dr. Fauci? What type of man does this, right? Well, why don't we start from the beginning? So, Dr. Fauci, he was actually born, believe it or not, on December 24th, 1940. He was born on Christmas Eve. Boy, <laughs> what a Christmas gift the world got. So officially on Wikipedia, uh, I took a look at his, uh, I guess his official title. He is a physician, scientist, and immunologist. So what in the world is um, a physician, scientist? Well, basically they have a degree in medicine, but they invest more of their time in scientific research and less in clinical and I guess less in a clinical practice like other physicians, right? So they don't actually see patients, and they, but they actually study, I guess, 
they're in the lab more than seeing patients. So that's where they call themselves a physician scientist. Now, that's a, now, of course, we need people in the labs, in the scientists, you know, rather than seeing, you know, I guess, I guess seeing um, patients. But the problem that I see with Anthony Fauci not being a full-fledged physician is that he's trying to critique, a lot of times, during COVID, he was trying to critique physicians who were treating um, patients with COVID on the front line. There are many patients, remember, remember those um, doctors who came out and said, we treat our patients with hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc, and none of their patients have died. A lot of these doctors came out here and say and said that we are treating a lot of them with this. And then a lot of them were saying we also use quercetin zinc. In fact, that I still use that, right? That's what they were using. Now, Fauci came out and said they're all a bunch of crock. And because Fauci said that, YouTube censored them, Facebook censored them, and any doctor out there who came out and said, hey, wait a minute, lockdowns are bad, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc work, maybe ivermectin, remdesivir, and all these other things may work, you know, he dismissed all of those things. And he said there was no treatment whatsoever. The CDC agreed with him. And guess what? It came out to, it came out just recently that hydroxychloroquine actually does work. Hydroxychloroquine with zinc works. And, and Anthony Fauci cited tests or studies that tested chloroquine, not hydroxychloroquine, which is different, and said that, and then he, he came out and told the public that, well, hydroxychloroquine causes, you know, heart populations. No, chloroquine does that. Again, he lied to you. And he was out in the media over and over and over and over and over again, right? Lying to you. While these physicians, who actually were real physicians, who actually treated patients, were treating people successfully, and he was telling someone, he was telling them, you don't know what you're talking about, when he didn't treat one COVID-19 patient. All right? So again, he's, he's a physician scientist, but he, he, again, he spends most of his time in the lab and in the NIH, he spends most of his time, I guess, taking meetings and appearing on TV. How many patients has he treated with COVID-19? None. And what is the likelihood of how many patients he has actually killed by denying people the treatment of hydroxychloroquine and zinc and azithromycin? Probably up in the 20s or maybe hundreds of thousands. All right? I tell you what. Because of Anthony Fauci, all right, let's even take away the, the term doctor on here because I don't consider him a doctor, all right? Because of Anthony Fauci, our own treatment here in Hawaii was a bunch of BS. Now, I think I told you this, um, this, this story. One of my friends who's actually a pastor, and he's, a, he's, he's elderly, he's in, I think he's in maybe close to 70. Well, he came down with actual COVID and he got hit pretty hard. Uh, you know, we gave him quercetin and zinc. Unfortunately, it stabilized his, um, himself from going downhill, but he, he still was not doing very good. All right. It didn't look too good. And he was maybe three, three weeks into it and he wasn't looking good. Now, his original doctor told him, just go home and rest. All right. He didn't prescribe him azithromycin or, or hydroxychloroquine or quercetin or zinc. That came from us. Okay. So, he was, like, all of his treatment, the only treatment that he had was from me, a wedding planner, 
all right? Someone who like reads things on Facebook, right? Who was part of a closed group doctor's group. Now that closed group, the doctor's group said that, get this guy on hydroxychloroquine. Well, luckily, now his own doctor, his first doctor didn't prescribe him hydroxychloroquine and zinc, but he did find a doctor who would do it here in Hawaii. Thank God. Well, guess what? He took hydroxychloroquine and zinc two days after he took it, three days after, I think it was three days. He's fine. Fine. All right. And he was okay. Day five, walking around. It was gone. It was 100% gone. Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and cethromycin. It worked. But according to Fauci, it didn't. And if he would have listened to Fauci, he would have been dead. I'm pretty sure he would have been dead. You know, my, my neighbor down the street, he got COVID-19. Again, the doctor told him, just go home. Call us when it, call us when things get worse. We'll put you on a ventilator. And then we'll give you, you know, hydroxychloroquine and all those other things. By then, if you give someone hydroxychloroquine by that time, it's too late. It's way too late. You can't treat it at that time. You have to treat it in the beginning. Of course, Fauci, who was just all about, who, who was basically just all about vaccines, denied that, that any of this stuff worked. Now, why did he do that? Again, we'll get into that. So, okay, so this other part of it, he's, now again, he's also an immunologist. Now, what does an immunologist do? Well, they study the immune system. And this can range from organ transplantation, oncology, you know, virology, bacteriology, um, psychiatry, and dermatology. And also, again, which one is he? They don't say on Wikipedia. So, but I'm thinking it's maybe virology. So here's the thing. After he completed his medical residency in 1968, he immediately joined the NIH. And he's never left there. So since 1968... This guy, Anthony Fauci, has been there. He's been in there through multiple, I guess, presidents and everything in there. And he's overseen almost every single outbreak out there. Has he been successful? No. These things have not ended because of Fauci. He's just had the title. That's all it has. That's all it's been. All right? You know, it's not because of Anthony Fauci that any of these Epidemics anywhere, these pandemics anywhere, ended because of Dr. Fauci. None whatsoever, all right? Now, he did play a significant role in the AIDS outbreak, right? Which he screwed up. How did he screw up? Well, first of all, he ignored the gay community. He didn't say, he said that everyone could get impacted by HIV and AIDS, but he did not, but it was the gay community they got hit the hardest. And AIDS tends to spread more with the gay community, more than anything else. It is almost a gay-specific, a a homosexual-specific disease. In fact, I'm not the one who actually was was told that. I was, I was, I mean, I didn't know that by heart. I was thought that anybody could get AIDS, right? But the truth is, and my friend who's actually gay and lives with AIDS told me that gays have there's there's so many gays that actually have AIDS that in their dating profile they actually when they're out there dating online there is a, a subcategory for a homosexual profiles to to say they are disease free or they have a disease right 
because again, those with a disease should be dating only with a disease, and those without a disease should be only dating those without a disease. They actually segregate themselves on purpose. It's not like that for lesbians. It's not. It's not like that for heterosexual couples. It's like that for gay for the gay community. Okay, with or without disease, you can see it if you just go to some of your the online profiles out there. They actually have that line there, and I did not know that. And he said, and he told me, yeah, he said that because he has full blown AIDS. My friend who's gay has full blown AIDS, and he said that, yeah, and his partner who he's married to, they he has full blown AIDS. So, and they're on again good treatments, and they're healthy, hundred percent healthy. You know, again, if I have the flu, though, I wouldn't go around them, right? Because it could be very, very detrimental to them. But for the most part, they're really good, very, very healthy. So, anyway, he uh, Fauci, he didn't what he didn't even say this was a gay disease, right? He said no, not at all, and he pushed for a vaccine cure. Until this day. There is no vaccine cure for HIV because that HIV virus keeps evolving very, very quickly. Now, on the, good, on the bright side of this, there is a doctor, Dr. Jacob Glanville, who has actually found a way to actually, uh, I guess, to, to basically make that HIV virus impotent. Even through all the generations of, the, of, of, of different variations of HIV, he has found an area where the HIV virus does not mutate. And he has found an antibody that may bind with it. And if he can replicate it through treatments and create a, a synthetic antibody to attack that area, well, HIV will, be, will become neutralized. How do you like that? Isn't that incredible? All right. So, and by the way, Fauci doesn't believe in that. And because Fauci doesn't believe in synthetic antibodies, he only believes in vaccines, the NIH will not put money into this research. How do you like that? Again, Fauci, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't look out for the greater good of America or the greater, good of, the greater good for his patients. Something is within him. I think he wants credit. He, he is sold on vaccines. He wants vaccines to be the cure. All right? Why? Why is he so stubborn? Why? So I'll get into that. But why don't we die before I get into that? Why don't we talk about his COVID-19 response? Because the media just loves to, to basically just, uh, you know, just, just uh, I guess, uh, you know, follow whatever Fauci says because he's always right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This guy has been all over the map. All over the map. And to, again, to understand his personality of what, who Anthony Fauci is, we have to take a look at his COVID-19 response. So on January 21st, way back when COVID became any item, what did he say? Quote, obviously, you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things and the Department of Homeland Security is doing. But this, COVID-19, is not a major threat to the people of the United States. And this is something that the citizens of the United States right now should not be worried about. Should not be worried about. This is on January 21st. In February, Fauci again said, Fauci said, the risk of co that COVID-19 possesses to the United States is minuscule. This is back in February, right? 
Okay, March 8th, Fauci stated that right now, in the United States, people who are not infected should not be walking around with masks. But if you want to do it, that's fine. Now, Fauci mentioned that masks do not offer the perfect protection and may have unintended consequences because people keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face, which is not healthy. So he said mask, mask basically doesn't work. What does he say now? Oh, you got a triple mask. You got to wear a mask all the time. You got to wear a mask in your house. You, you should wear a mask wherever. Even the vaccinated people should wear a mask. This is Fauci. He's all over the map. On March 29th, Fauci argued for the extension of the initial 15-day self-isolation guidelines issued by President Trump, at least to the end of April 2020. On April 3rd, the CDC reversed course and advocated for wearing non-surgical masks to reduce community transmission. And in mid-April said that if the administration had started mitigation earlier, more lives could have been saved and no one is going to deny that. So he's saying that if we would have started locking down earlier, which he didn't advise, then basically COVID would have not been as worse, as bad. So if you would have not listened to him, it would have not been as bad. (laughs) This guy is all over the map. And to learn that this guy, Anthony Fauci, is the one who funded the, the, the company who funded the Wuhan lab indirectly through another shell company to create the coronavirus that has currently infected the entire world. How do you like that? Again, what type of man, what type of person does this? What type of person does this gain-of-function research, right? And by the way, that company, that shell company which he funded, that's called EcoHealth. Right? That's called EcoHealth. Right? And, and the place that, they're, that the Wuhan lab, what the Wuhan lab, Wuhan lab is called, it's called the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which surprisingly, they only have, they are only a level two lab. So what is a level two lab? Apparently, <laughs> the safety protocols are equivalent to your dentist's office. So your dentist's office, imagine that, is toying with the bat coronavirus and making it more susceptible to humans. Now, I thought something was wrong in the beginning. I think I told you this, right? Because again, how can a virus evolve that quickly? Because what happens is that if, say, for example, we'll take, for example, the swine flu, right? The swine flu. And they call it the swine flu because it came from pigs. Now, if a certain animal would eat that pig, if humans would eat that pig, right? Then they, would, then they would get infected with the swine flu. So how do you stop the swine flu from spreading? Well, first of all, you don't eat that pig. You kill that pig. But you don't have to worry about that virus jumping from human to human, right? It won't evolve that quickly. It's like the Black Plague. It was, like spread, it was spread through rats, right? The bacteria. It was like a lot of other things are spread a certain way. It doesn't, for it to jump from animal to human and then human to human, well, that takes another thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of years for that virus to evolve to eventually become, you know, again, again, uh, to, to gain function, to become contagious from human to human. That's what Fauci did. 
instead of just making it say, for example, we ate a bat, if a person ate a bat, right, then we would say, just stop eating the bat. You won't get COVID, okay? <laughs> but what happens now? They actually had a gain of function. So now <laughs> that bat virus can spread from human to human. Isn't that bad? And that's, what, that's the research that Dr. Fauci funded. He gave money to EcoHealth. So they, so Ec, and EcoHealth gave money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology so they could take back coronavirus, have it gain function, and make it contagious to humans. All right. Now, what did, he, now what, what did Fauci say, right? He said this. I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done. And I am fully in favor of any further investigation, investigation of what, what went on in China. However, I will repeat the NIH categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's what he said. Again, he's telling the truth, not, but not the whole truth. They gave money. The NIH gave money to EcoHealth, and EcoHealth gave money to the Wuhan lab. This guy is a trip. This guy is evil. So again, we'll go back to my own hypothesis right here. So what type of person does this? You know, and what type of personality is Fauci? Now, first of all, I think he did this basically for the greater good of humankind. Again, right? You know, he saw, he saw it basically that, you know, he saw what, what, what could happen. What could happen? And he, I think he really thought that if we got a step ahead of this back coronavirus, that maybe we could actually do something here. But here's the stupid thing, is that there's a lot of other companies out there that, that basically study coronaviruses, that create synthetic antibodies, which the NIH should be funding, but they're not. They're not. Instead, they're playing... <laughs> they're playing Russian roulette with gain-of-function science instead of actually investing money into synthetic antibody treatment or vaccines that actually can work, that will actually neutralize. Like he didn't, he Fauci did not invest in in computational immuno, immunology companies, right? You know, computational immunology companies are basically companies that use databases and libraries of hundreds of millions of actual people who've generated antibodies against certain viruses and then have used that technology to actually, you know, decipher which antibodies work the best against which virus, which bond, you know, perfectly. And then they'll say, can we create this spike protein? And that's basically how Moderna and Pfizer created this, these mRNA viruses. I mean, I mean, vaccines so quickly is because they found out exactly which, uh, which type of antibody will bind to the spike proteins of this coronavirus. And these antibodies that, for those of us who are vaccinated with mRNA, vir uh, mRNA vaccines, you know, our, our antibodies in us are based upon someone's real antibodies, all right? And they're just able to create, recreate those exact antibodies that that one person had. I'm just letting you know that's how they found, that's how they did it. So, 
that's the, the computational immunology on there. And that's something that Fauci should have invested in instead of playing, you know, again, Russian roulette with COVID-19. Or back then it wasn't COVID-19, right? What type of person does that? So apparently he can't be what they call a type one. I'm going to, I'm going to go through the, the nine, nine different personality types, okay? He can't be a type one reformer. All right. He cannot be a type one reformer. Type one reformers basically are, they are right and wrong, moral and immoral. This is something Fauci doesn't believe in that. Not at all. All right. Is he a compulsive helper, a type two helper? Absolutely not. He may act as though he's trying to look out for the betterment of us, but no, he doesn't dissolve like, he doesn't, he doesn't work like a type, type two helper because a type two helper Whenever they do something good for you, they have a string attached to it a lot of times and they pull on it. So this guy does not seem, he does not talk like a type two helper who has, who has disintegrated. He never has, when, when Donald Trump has attacked him, he has never said that, well, look at all the things I did for Donald Trump and, and this is the way he treats me. He, he has never said that at all. Never, ever, ever said that at all. You know, he's not a type four individualist who's more like an artist and lost in their identity. No, not at all. Not at all. Those are like actors and everything like that. Is he a type five intellect? Absolutely not. He's a smart guy. He's a scientist. But is he an intellect? No, because most intellects of the type fives, they live in a bubble. They're, they're introverts. They're natural introverts. They don't like the limelight. They don't like the limelight at all. They are the people in the back. They are the people who live in the lab. This guy doesn't live in the lab. He can't stop. If he can't stop talking. He loves the camera. You know, and part of me says, he's on all of these channels. When does he have time to be an actual scientist or actually do his job? Because he's always on YouTube, social media. He's always in front of the camera. He's on the Today Show. He's on Squawk Box. He's on everywhere. He's everywhere. Okay. Is he a type six loyalist? No, I don't think so because he doesn't, he doesn't have any loyalty to any parties. He doesn't, he doesn't fear himself. He doesn't follow anyone. This guy is a, he's an actual leader. He is actually a born leader. Is he a type seven enthusiast? No, absolutely not because he's very focused. He's been in the same job over and over again. And type seven enthusiasts are like social butterflies. They never can stay in one job at a time. They're fun people. He's not that. Okay, we've got a couple more personality types to run through. Is he a type 8 challenger? A guy who goes out there, breaks the rules. You know, somebody could argue that because, because he did break the rule. And I guess when it came to, you know, I guess creating the coronavirus by accident. But he wasn't really breaking rules, was he? Because he was still operating with his own, I guess with, he was operating within a gray area. So it's not really breaking the rules. Okay, type eights really like to break the rules when they're unhealthy. Really, we're talking about here's the law and I'm going to break it. All right. Type nine peacekeeper. Oh, this guy's definitely argumentative. You know, very, very argumentative. All right. He does not, a type nine (laughs) peacekeeper, they would shy away from the limelight. Which that leaves us with the type three achiever, which I think you've realized, I think when I went through all the type, the nine types of personalities, the main type of personalities, I skipped over number three. So what is the type three achiever? The type three achiever, when they're healthy, these are, 
These people, when they put their mind to something, they get it done. These people accomplish things. They achieve. And why do they achieve? They are always looking for validation. Validation at and accolades. And image means everything to him. Image, image, image. Image means a lot to an achiever. You know, achievers can be, they're healthy and they're unhealthy, okay? All right? And achievers, we can actually see a lot of the people in, the, in, these, in this day and age are type through achievers because Instagram, you know, social media, they'll work out at the gym and, those, and they'll actually have a story and they want to express how well, how good and how pretty they look and they want you to like them. They want you to, you know, a lot of, a lot of Instagram models are probably type three achievers because they just crave the limelight. You know, a lot of Instagram models, a lot, a lot of people on social media are type three achievers, especially those who like to talk about themselves more than, more than others. All right. They have to have you like them. They crave that. And this, by the way, is what Anthony Fauci is. You know, he is addicted to the limelight. You can just see it. He's addicted to the camera. He can't stop talking about how well he's actually done. And he's given credit to himself, credit where credit shouldn't be due, shouldn't be due, such as the vaccines. He kept telling us in 2020 that the vaccines won't be ready till 2021. Well, he was wrong. And then he said he was right. So again, he always wants to come out on top, right? He was Trump's buddy when it was the right time. He was against Trump when it was the right time. Now he's with Biden at the right time. And right now, he's actually out there kind of against Biden. You know, he doesn't care. Republican, Democrat, he really doesn't care. All he cares about is himself and his goals. And he, his goal right now is not about treatments because he won't put money into synthetic antibodies. Not at all. He's always about vaccines, even through the AIDS epidemic, all right? Always about the vaccines. So if you can give him a vaccine, he'll support it. And that's why he came out and kept saying from day one, we won't be able to do anything, anything whatsoever until a vaccine is out. And now, because what's happening right now is that a lot of, it's really, I think, trending in a way, I hate to say Anthony Fauci does things that are trending, but he, he actually is controlled partly by the trend because he's out there saying that we have to follow the science and we have to wear masks even though we're vaccinated when the truth is, if you're vaccinated, you have nothing to fear, right? And they came out, they just came out with a study that said, if you wore, you know, if you wore, you didn't need to wear a mask on the outside because COVID didn't spread by far and at all in any majority outside during the peak of COVID. In fact, it had a 0.001% chance of spreading outside. So again, he was wrong. And then he reversed his position, you know, again, just recently to say, hey, you know what? If you, you know, he was never for double masking, even though he said he was before. But again, if you want to wear a double mask, it's just to make the mask feel more comfortable. That's what he was talking about, he said. Again, he reversed his entire position, not because it was the right thing to do, but because that's what sounded good. So you're never going to get the full picture from Anthony Fauci. Again, because he only cares about himself. Now, here's the very, very scary thing about the type 3 personality or the, or the type 3 achiever. 
is that this type of personality, they are so charming, so convincing, they sound like an expert in what they're doing, that you won't know that they are a fraud until it's too late. They're that good. They're the con men. There's a version of the type 3 achiever that they are, <laughs> they are the most, uh, uh, I guess, cynical type of people you could ever run into. In fact, to me, I think running into an unhealthy type 3 achiever is very, is very dangerous. You won't know it will hit, hit you. Again, these guys are your con men, your, bur- your, con- your, con men, your Bernie Madoffs. Your, um, your, uh, a lot of politicians are type three achievers. They, they sound so good. Mitt Romney's a type three achiever. We'll say anything that, say anything to get elected. Right? Remember all the things that he said against Trump? And then when Trump got elected, oh, he was buddy buddy with Trump. And then when Trump went downhill and then he was against Trump all of a sudden? He was out there when, uh, after the June, after the January 6th, uh, riots over there at the DC Capitol. He was out, uh, Mitt Romney was out there, uh, at that, I guess that, that, uh, that Capitol police officer who died from a stroke, by the way, right? Just, he just happened to die from a stroke, stroke and everyone knew it. Everyone knew it, but he's out there at the Capitol taking pictures of himself next to a coffin and, and based, so he could tweet it and show that how, how wrong the, I guess the domestic terrorists that, uh, um, inspired by Trump were. And, and how they had actually killed this Capitol Police officer. And that was all fake, all a ruse. Because <laughs> no one killed that police officer. He died of natural causes, and they kept that from you. In fact, most, people, most politicians out there, by the way, they're type 3 achievers. They will achieve at any cost. They'll lie to you. They'll con you. And that's all Anthony Fauci is. A liar, a con does things for himself, loves the camera, loves to listen to, him, to himself talk. You know, you know he'll, he'll never, he, he doesn't, you know, he'll never find a camera he doesn't love. He'll never find a camera he doesn't love. He's simply another bureaucrat, another politician out there, and don't think he's anything less. So that's why he cannot be trusted. All right, people, I am out of here. I've been talking for way too long. It's 3.46 a.m. in the morning, and I am, like, getting a little tired here. So I better cut this podcast now before I say something stupid, and they kick me off the air. I'll catch you around, guys. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQTO Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.